Welcome back to middle school It's a zoo right there So just be cool Don't speak too loud Try to fit in But if you don't Then you can be in Welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host, Marissa Cantor, and with me, as always, is Sam Chung. Um, Marissa, please call me sir for the duration of this podcast. <laughs> sir Sam Chung. That, well, no, just sir. Just <laughs> sir will suffice. I think not. <laughs> I would say it's ridiculous, but we just watched an entire movie where she called him sir for the duration of the film. By she, you mean you're being quite vague here. Uh, oh, <laughs> apologies. Yes, um, she being Hilary Duff as Cadet Kelly. And the sir in question is her stepdad. Is Gary Cole. <laughs> Gary Cole. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you didn't. You were like, should I know him? I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm sorry. He just hits a little differently in Veep. Uh, yeah, no, I guess. I, I appreciate his sense of humor in Veep more. He didn't really get to showcase his full range here. <laughs> He's just the general, sir. But yeah, Cadet Kelly. It happened, and you know, I had a blast. Yeah, um, this movie was <laughs> miles beyond any of the, the movies that we've watched uh, recently, <laughs> I will say. <laughs> Which is an extremely low bar to clear, but Cadet Kelly clears it. Yeah, no, there weren't any real, like, blatant, glaring, like, problematic things that, like, we watched and we were like, ooh, this did, either this did not age well or this should never have been put in the film in the first place. Um, the the tone of the movie was very bizarre. It was, like, a bizarre <laughs> film, but it wasn't, like, a problematic film. Um, it was just, like, the first half of the movie was one thing, and then probably, I would say, half to three quarters was a different thing. And then final quarter was like, I don't know, a different thing as well. I mean, I hear what you're saying in terms of it not being like overtly problematic. I do think that there are a few questionable things going on, um, particularly in terms of Carla and her her character. But also the fact that this entire film is just like military industrial complex propaganda and thinking about the fact that, you know, it was released in 2002, post 9-11, all that situation was ramping up, Patriot Act. I don't know. There's just, there, I have a lot of thoughts about what this movie was, like just the moment in which it was released. Yeah, that's fair. And I hear you there. But considering where we came from just last week and the week prior to that. No, I yeah, there was no, you know, straight up, you know, objectification of the female body or, you know, blatant sexism or misogyny or yeah, I hear you. I hear you there. Yeah. Real low bar. Real low bar. <laughs> we 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 hurdled it. We we got over it like a, a wall to rappel down. So <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent work, I would say, you know, given the the standard that we've established for ourselves. 
I don't know. Is there anything that else that we want to talk about before we dive in? Because I have a lot of thoughts. No, I mean, this movie, I feel like I took so many notes that I don't really want to waste any time. Although, you know, we have been watching a lot of TV recently, but I, I think I'm all in on Cadet Kelly. Okay, not right important. Now. Not Moving important. On. No, Cadet, Cadet Kelly. Kelly is what's important, especially as we continue to just buy time until we talk about the Lizzie McGuire movie. Just keep the party going. <laughs> keep the dream alive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So Cadet Kelly is a Disney Channel original movie that was released in 2002, uh, directed by Larry Shaw and written by Gail Parent and Michael Walsh, starring Hilary Duff, Christy Carlson Romano, and... Gary Cole, he got he gets third billing on this IMDb. Well, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He's the third. Yeah, he's the third most famous person. He really is. This movie. I I mean I barely know. I don't even know what I should be knowing Christy Carlson Romano from. Like what? What else was she in? She was in Even Steven, opposite Shia LaBeouf. That was her kind of breakout Disney Channel role. She played the older sister. I see. Oh, okay. Well, and she's the voice of Kim Possible. Excuse me. (laughs) She's as we established. If you if you remember way back to an earlier time, (laughs) that time being February 2020, um, I did say I did not watch any Disney Channel. (laughs) No, you better put some respect on Christy Carlson Romano's name. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Has she been in anything in the past decade? I mean, she is. It looks like she's a voice actress. Now, yeah, she's primarily. pretty much just uh, done the voice acting. It seems a lot of the more recent Kim Possible stuff. Uh, she was the voice of a character in the Big Hero Six TV series. Wait, was she on an episode of Lucky Dog? Like my parents' fifth favorite show? Uh, no, and, that uh, seems to be a movie, not the. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, did Brandon get Christy Carlson Romano a dog? No, not the daytime (laughs) filler Saturday morning (laughs) content. No. That would have been a wild. But yes, no, Christy Carlson Romano was definitely like a seminal figure in the early aughts on Disney Channel. Okay. She's part of, you know, the Disney Channel games. She was part of the Disney Mania soundtracks that were released. Oh, does she sing? They all sing. To what extent is it, it the same? Is it the kind of like the same like they all dance that we saw in this episode? <laughs> yeah. Who knew that part of the military was just a dance competition? Who knew? I didn't. <laughs> this was the first time I was hearing of this. Yeah, she sang "Colors of the Wind" on Disney Mania Three. Oh, okay. Well, see, that probably has not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Christy. Um, yeah, no, we can, we can hard pass on listening to her sing Colors of the Wind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I will say this movie wasn't, I, the acting I don't think was great. What are you um, talking about? I don't think it was like the, they didn't have the best material to really work with here, um, script wise. I feel like, uh, you know, this was definitely like a young Hilary Duff acting. I feel like her acting has gotten like way way better (laughs) as her career has gone on but this definitely felt like some season one lizzie mcguire like stuttering in the hallway (laughs) acting i mean because it was yeah 
but you know, I get it. She's got the 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 brand equity at this point. Got to get Hillary Duff in the movie. I think she's great. I think she really throws herself into every emotion that she is trying to convey. Like if she's upset, she's upset. <laughs> yeah, but like you can be like uh I don't like a uh, Tommy Wiseau upset, like throw the water bottle. <laughs> um, you know, versus like, you know. I don't Sorry, I cut you off. It's possible to be like too upset and you're like, okay, I get I, it. You're upset. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> think it was necessarily bad acting. I thought it was young acting. Like I thought oh, okay. that young acting. she, no, but I felt like she acted like younger than she was. Like just the way that she interacted with her parents, it just felt maybe a little bit younger than, though it's unclear how old she's supposed to be be playing i mean we know she's in middle school so she hasn't gotten to high school yet um it's probably lizzie mcguire like 13 or 14 yeah i would say probably that age although how old do we think that captain stone is supposed to be oh they told us she's she's, the meanest 16 year old 16 okay (laughs) yeah she's the meanest 16 year old you'll ever meet oh of course of (laughs) course how how could i have forgotten that that gem of information yeah no i mean I feel like we'll definitely unpack this a lot, but for me, the most striking thing about this movie when rewatching it is just, okay, I always kind of had this like, oh yeah, I mean like it's, it's queer coded, right? Like it is, but like watching it now as an adult, I'm like, it's not even coded. It's like very in your face. Oh yeah. It is very lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. No, it was. From the rainbow. No, the blanket. first time, the first time that I saw that, <laughs> this movie, just now. I mean, I picked that up. Yeah, the rainbow blanket. The rainbow retaliation paint that was quote a crime of passion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the the eye contact at the end, right before she reveals that they're never going to see each other again. The like competitive dance sequence. Oh yeah. Uh, so many charged looks. Oh my god. <laughs> Their chemistry was so good. And it's like, there is a boy, of course, because there's always a boy, but like, he's so irrelevant to the, to everything. Yeah. He was just kind of weird. <laughs> he was just kind of there. <laughs> Felt bad. Sean Ashmore just played like the kind of like weird role, but yeah, I mean, he comes off at least like in terms of like his relationship to cadet kelly as like an older brother like he just seems so much older than her yeah that a relationship between them would be very weird to me i feel like um even though i feel like he's supposed to be the same age as captain stone like he's supposed to be passed off as like a 16 year old but i don't know he just feels older than that to me for some reason um and so every time they interact it's kind of like He's looking at her with a mixture of like amusement and pity. <laughs> yeah, there's never any. Yeah, there's no chemistry there. Yeah. Oh my goodness, though. Like Hillary and Christy, they really, they really just like, if only, I mean, like we do have this and it is delightful, but if they just went full like enemies to lovers rom com, it's like pretty much that. It pretty much is in a subtle Disney Channel way. Mm hmm. And like, you know, the sort of cutesy little, because I mean, Disney Channel movies, even when there were romance, there, it wasn't like, you know, it was for eight year olds. There wasn't like any, you know, hot and heavy action. Yeah. So we can just call this a queer rom-com and I'm here for that. 
And that is the world I live in. Okay. <laughs> Except fa- if it ends with them never seeing each other again. I isn't mean, that that's by your definition like, not a rom-com? I know. It's so homophobic. <laughs> just pull the rug out from under us. Yeah. Ridiculous. This is obviously not an original thought. And this has been written about and discussed and even... I mean, there's a whole podcast episode on the Bechtel cast just talking about Cadet Kelly and how gay it is, and it's delightful. So we don't have to, like, spend the whole podcast talking about that. We can just do our thing, but I will just be screaming gay at every appropriate (laughs) moment. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Should I have have prefaced this with... News, 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 news. This movie might be gay. (laughs) (laughs) Is gay. It it probably is. Yes. (laughs) But yes, more on that as we as we go through. And should we just should we just go for it? Should we dive in? Yeah. Cadet Kelly opens with some establishing shots in New York City. And I currently get very emotional whenever I see anything relating to New York City. So that hit. Um, we see a shot of the New York Middle School of the Arts, Kelly's school, where it just seems like a total, you know, free spirit, artist, express yourself, individuality environment. They're just kind of dancing in the quad. We get a classic Hilary Duff voiceover because everything that she is in from this period in her life she has to be oh four i want to yeah i want to say that all four movies that we've seen from her now have included or i guess three movies plus lizzie mcguire have included some hillary duff voiceover yeah um which is crazy like (laughs) (laughs) it's like they're trying to make her the same character and make it a similar format in every movie and it's just like what this is not like most movies don't have this I know it's like part of her brand. Do you ever feel like now that we've seen, you know, multiple versions of Hillary Duff in different, you know, pieces of media from this time in her life? Do you feel like having now seen Lizzie McGuire, she's always just playing like a slightly different version of Lizzie McGuire? I mean, yeah, she hasn't done anything that's like really convinced me that she can play anything other than this role. Yeah. <laughs> Um, because yeah, her character, Lizzie McGuire, Cadet Kelly, the, the character she plays in, uh, Cinderella story. And then the, this, uh, the character we saw her play in, um, the, the perfect man are all very, very similar. Yeah. Like this, this movie is like Lizzie McGuire goes to military school. We need some range. We do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, did you mention the middle school of the arts? I did mention the middle school of the arts. <laughs> this is actually real. So, <laughs> um, as crazy as this might be, uh, we used to, when we went to, to college in New York, our dorm was like two blocks from the elementary school of the arts, <laughs> which always blew my mind because like, at what point do you decide that your toddler is like gifted in the arts, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> and is is your child really gifted or are you just hedging like or not hedging are you really sort of like gambling on the you're like i can't tell if this finger paint is gonna be anything good but there's a chance <laughs> <laughs> there's a small chance i feel like new york is wild and unique in that way 
in terms of just like the specialization of schools at even at like the primary school level Mm -hmm. that's like very very unique i have Um, another question okay um so they're all doing like different art projects it seems like kind of like a seventh grade thesis of whatever kind of art you want it to be and so kelly i guess we learn a little bit is kind of indecisive but she's settled on she wants to make a video diary and that's going to be her you know her big project like a family documentary and her film for some reason is going to be called la familia but i don't think they're italian (laughs) like kelly is definitely not an italian last name so why is her film called la familia well her last name is collins even still (laughs) but i also see to me like la familia is also spanish it's funny that you went italian i went spanish and just had even more questions oh well yeah um but no, that I definitely, I definitely called that out, and that's when we say, you know, there's nothing like overtly like, oh, this is really cringy. But there is those little like problematic little sprinkles that remind you that it's still 2002. Yeah, there's no need for it to be called La Familia. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about La Familia. Let's talk about Kelly's dad and his like, you know, quiet colonizer energy. I know why. <laughs> All right, so Kelly's dad, I guess he's what, like a a photojournalist? Yeah. That seems to be his profession. Yeah, I I was under the impression that she wanted to do this kind of video journal documentary thing inspired by her, her father's career. Yeah, and so he's going to, you know, other parts of the world to take photographs of something unclear what. Those places include Chad... Sudan, Myanmar, and Thailand. It's going to be a really long trip. It will be a very long trip, but I I guess got to do it. I don't know. Does he? (laughs) Does he? I don't know. Yeah, he travels a lot for work, but have no fear. He has his cell phone. Woo. Woo. (laughs) It's like giant brick phone that apparently has service globally in 2002. You know, that is a feat. Yeah, his BlackBerry is ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> and we, of course, get some voiceover exposition during this whole encounter. Yes, as a Hilary Duff movie goes. Yeah. We learned that her dad, yeah, her parents are divorced. Yeah. How um, come all the movies she's in have some sort of like parent drama? <laughs> but there isn't parent drama here, which is actually quite. Well, there is. They're divorced. That's not drama. That's just like reality for a lot. Like that's not necessarily drama. That's not. Okay. That's not a source of drama in the film. I mean, a different type of drama will develop (laughs) with the parents. (laughs) True. But like, that's actually something that I thought was really refreshing about this movie was that it did not present like Kelly's a child of divorce, but she's not like. That's not like part of her trauma, really. Like she likes her stepdad. She's like later on her mom gets pregnant and she's super excited and cool about that, which is different than like a more like a typical or easier depiction of this would be like, I feel like in any other, like it'd be so easy to make Gary Cole the villain in this movie and it doesn't. I like that. That's fair. But I mean, there's 
still family. I mean, I guess the family drama is like she can't, even though both of her parents clearly play like a pivotal role in her life, her dad just can't be like there. He has to be like away, you know, like not in the picture. Oh, yeah, there is definitely some like neglect happening. I'm not saying her parents are like great parents by any means. Like I feel like they both have their own stuff. Well, I'm just comparing it to like the perfect man where, you know, single mom, Cinderella story, no parents. I guess it was even single dad before that, right? And then no parents. Single dad and evil stepmom. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like in all those other movies, that was a source of conflict. That was kind of where the conflict was. Mm -hmm. And that's not where the conflict is in this movie. It's more like her parents are both kind of like selfish people. And Kelly's kind of oblivious to that. Is her mom a selfish person? Like her mom seems to be like a successful person who just like gives it up so her oh my stepfather God. can be I a principal. Know. I didn't like catch that like when I was a kid, but it seemed like she was like this like big deal editor. Yeah, she's like on the phone in like a nice office. There's like a fishbowl on a pedestal in the office for some reason. And she just like quits her job and she's like, I'm going to learn how to cook. And yeah, I'm going to learn how to put on an apron, which is difficult for her for some reason. I guess I just mean like selfish in the respect that like neither parent is taking Kelly into consideration really when they make life decisions like Mom is so quick to just like drop everything, leave and enroll her like daughter in, put her in this environment that is so obviously not right for her. I mean, also (laughs) speaking of neglect, like she can't even pass like a math placement exam. (laughs) At what point do you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, am I putting, am I really putting my child in the best position to succeed? And like it's sixth or seventh grade math. Like that's not hard. Like you're not taking calculus. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, we only did math at my old school. These are probably basic math skills that will come up in your day to day life. Yeah. She's like, we only did math at our old school when we felt like it. Yeah. Oh my God. As a math minor, you seem very stressed Um, by that. I was actually not a math minor. Um, okay, you were you like one class I was short. One class short of the math <laughs> minor, and then I was like, "Is this worth it?" <laughs> I did like ninety percent of the work. <laughs> Just like nope. It's actually burned me in several job interviews. <laughs> not having my math minor. Oh yeah. No, but yeah, no. I mean, Kelly is just such a. She's, an interesting personality. She's chaotic. She is very Love chaotic. It. I mean, she. <laughs> they say she doesn't murder all these fish when she knocks them over. I beg to differ. <laughs> Sam, every fish's life is sacred. But yes, in this introduction to the family dynamic, there is, you know, sort of this altercation between Kelly and a fishbowl, and it results in a broken nose. Gary she Cole. fully <laughs> breaks <laughs> Gary Cole's nose. Great introduction to Gary Cole here. Yeah, right away we learned that uh, Gary Cole and her mom are getting married. Yeah, and like I said, Kelly is surprisingly cool with that. She says of Gary Cole, whose name is Joe slash Sir, he was a really nice guy who made us feel terrifically safe. So I think that's the appeal. Oh, sorry. I feel like that's the appeal of this character, right? Like her dad is always like off and traveling 
around the world and Gary Cole is here and he's stable and he is present. Yeah, I just realized if we're going to call Gary Cole, sir, throughout this podcast, but you're also calling me, sir, it may get confusing. (laughs) I'm not calling you, sir. Excuse me? Are you talking to somebody? Sam, please. (laughs) What was, who? Who who are you talking to? (laughs) But yeah, that's that's where we get this sir moment because Kelly's like, what do I call you now? He tells her that she can call him Joe or sir. She's like, sir. That's what we're going to settle on here. Um, I feel like a lot of these characters are actually like wonderfully complicated for, you know, just like a Disney Channel original movie and for like what this movie is. Like, I feel like Gary Cole has a whole arc of his own. Yeah. Too, and but like, I feel like at the same time, that arc doesn't really come into play until like probably after the midpoint of the movie. True. But- it all starts somewhere. Yeah. It starts here. I guess like, you know, think, him learning how to love, him learning how to have a heart. It's not, not be really a learning how to love. It's like learning how to like be paternal, stepping up and actually like being a dad. Yeah. But what is that? That just means hugging somebody instead of giving them a handshake. Okay, Sam, there's a lot going on in this movie. Oh my goodness, tough crowd. But like like you said, it does feel like <laughs> No, two I mean to me it and- feels like Gary they make Gary Cole's defining personality how traumatized he was by never winning the drill <laughs> the drill games. It's like the thing that drives him and motivates him for like years of his life. So much so that he had to come back to the school that he attended as a young child to try and win again. I don't know. It's just, uh, it was weird. I don't think that's why he's back. He said that that was always his dream job because it was his dad's job too. I guess, but then why is the entire second half of the movie about these like twirling guns? (laughs) (laughs) Because they were like, oh, we need a plot. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, the pacing of this movie is wild, right? Because- we start, we we get a wedding very quickly. We get a wedding and a baby in the span of this film. We don't actually get the baby by the end, but like baby's getting close by the end. Um, and sometimes I did find it hard to like keep up with the passage of time. But yes, after the marriage announcement, we just cut right to the day before the wedding Um, And this is a big day for many reasons, because this is not only the day before Kelly's mom marries Sir, but it is the day that Kelly learns that they are moving upstate and that her mom is giving up everything to essentially be a housewife. And Kelly's like, wait, what? No, I can't move. I love my school. We can't we can't leave the city. Her mom's like, but. We can because you're going to be going to a great, a great new school. It's very caring and structured and militant. It's military school. Kelly is not going. Yeah, she's in denial pretty much as she packs, as she goes through the whole process, pretty much until she gets there. Yes, we get the iconic scene where she's in her bedroom with her friend, Amanda, who she, Amanda's in the opening scene, but she's a fairly minor role but it's that i mean if if you've seen this movie you know the scene where they're just talking about how ridiculous the concept of going to this school is and (laughs) 
Kelly's like, they sit in desks. And then there's the sequence where they're just like, ah, 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 ah. No, yes. I mean. So good. <laughs> I, I will say, I it's really hard to buy the premise of the movie, right? Because it, like, I don't feel like she would have to go to this military school. Like, she could just go to the public school. Like, I don't really understand why she has to go to this military school. And then once she gets to the military school, I'm so confused why she has to live in the military school when she can clearly go home whenever she wants to. Yeah, there's definitely a suspension of disbelief that has to happen here. I also just, I don't know, the whole concept of, like, teenagers in military school is a little confound. Like, I know theoretically it's a real thing, but, like, is it? Yeah, I mean, I just picture this as, like, whatever West Point Junior Academy. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but, like, isn't that kind of, like, icky? I mean, I know... No, this school saved Carla's life. How dare you? Well, Jesus. (laughs) I just, I mean... Carla was in a bad situation, and this school was her salvation. I mean, I know that, like, all, you know, public and, like, government-sponsored education is gonna ju- is propaganda to a certain extent. But, like, military school really leans... Like, their history class is, like, military history. That's true. But, again, like, Kelly could easily tell her mom, and even Sir, that she's not enjoying her time at military school. And they could be like, okay, well... Let's just enroll you in the public school. Like you're telling me there's no public. All the kids in this district have to go to this military school. This makes yeah, there's no, no sense. Other school. <laughs> there's no other option. And it's not like there's any reason for because usually military school is kind of evoked in a story as like a disciplinary thing as like a consequence. Mm-hmm. It's not here. It's just presented as like the only option. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's very hard to buy that. I will I will go out on a limb and call it a plot hole. <laughs> but I feel that now that we've established that, we can move on. Yeah, it's just we have to believe it. It's happening. Yeah. And we're here. We're at the, what is it? The George Washington. Yeah, Military Academy. Military Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we meet um, Carla. Yeah, we got a classic, you know, <laughs> Fish out of water opening. Everybody's in their uniforms and Kelly's in this like bright, very Lizzie McGuire outfit. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, I feel like it's as much her parents' fault as her own for not getting her prepared for this experience. Right. <laughs> yes, like you said, we meet Carla and some of the other girls in this this sleeping situation is wild to me. It's just bunk beds. It's just like maybe like 10 to 15 bunk beds in one giant room. No semblance of personal space. We learn of Captain Stone and Brad right here because love meeting people through expositional dialogue. Yes, everybody's (laughs) just kind of filling Kelly in. Uh, Captain Stone is their squad leader and the meanest 16-year-old in America. Yep. And Brad is the best looking, most perfect boy around. Most perfect. Captain Stone, we're going to meet right away. She comes in while Kelly is laying down a um, an illegal blanket on her bed, the aforementioned rainbow blanket. Yes, the very rainbow blanket. And uh, this is not going to go over well with uh, Captain Stone. You're on my list, maggot. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and Carla tries to warn her, right? Carla's like, this is a bad idea. Kelly's like, thanks for the warning, but I'd really like to retain my individuality around here. <laughs> there are more yeah. maggots in this movie than I think I've ever seen. <laughs> I've ever, yeah, than I've experienced in my whole life up to this point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Stone calls the blanket ratty and stomps all over it. It's really mean. Yeah. It's, there's kind of like a weird Stanford prison experiment thing going on yeah. <laughs> at this school. Like, why do they let by, the students have so much power? Yeah. By letting the students create this hierarchy in society where they can call each other into a court martial situation <laughs> and then rule on their fates <laughs> and like vote each other out of the <laughs> island. Like it's, uh, it, it's crazy. Kelly's Kelly has some great one-liners just like throughout this like then she we go into you know another sort of voiceover sequence of her talking about these early days and she says I hated it the uniformity the rules the khaki of it all the khaki (laughs) oh my god so khaki is just the word of the day this evening we just finished the episode of white lotus where someone's (laughs) it was that guy with the khaki face (laughs) <laughs> oh my god why is everything khaki but yeah i mean it's weird right because i don't know yeah we're definitely supposed to at the beginning of the movie be like kind of down on the military and how they want to make everybody the same and then at the end of the movie yeah there's like a weird turn yeah there's a weird turn but we're still supposed to be like oh but the military is good but you can also still be yourself yeah like and I- those two things just like feel like they Based on all the military stories that I've heard from people that I know in the military, that does not seem to be the case. Yeah, but like I said, we're in like 2002 Patriot Act America yeah. here. Like, So don't worry. You won't lose your entire identity in the military. You can continue to wear bracelets and <laughs> blankets and scarves and dance. What's interesting, and it's something I noticed as the movie progressed, is... We were meant to see Kelly as this character who feels a sense of responsibility for everything around her. She keeps repeating the line that, you know, I have to do everything. I have to do everything around here. She has like these to-do lists. They keep, you know, changing and she keeps molding it as the movie progresses. But it's just interesting because what she says and how she acts sometimes does not really feel like compatible yeah there are times when she is definitely playing a caricature of herself i'm like like, you're too chaotic to be a control freak (laughs) (laughs) who are you yeah but yeah so we cut to the next is it the next day or is it earlier is it after no it's the next morning because the the trumpet oh yeah the trumpet we get the reveille everybody's waking up and um They're going to go to roll call. Kelly is, of course, the last one to arrive. And she comes out. She's wearing, like, scarf and bracelets. And Carla's like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. So she quickly stuffs all of her contraband in her hat and puts it on. And, yeah, so then she salutes Captain Stone. At what point do we learn that her name is Jennifer? Um, I feel like... I don't know. It comes later. I never refer to her as Jennifer. She's Captain Stone this entire movie. (laughs) Well, she she salutes her and the hat falls off. And of course it does. Um, At this 
point, Carla comes in with the save. She offers to teach Kelly all things military lingo, get her up to speed. Um, really comes in clutch. She's kind of the unsung hero of this film. Oh, for sure. So yeah, Carla's going to give Kelly lessons, but they're immediately distracted by Brad. Um, he looks like a rock star, and Kelly knows this because she's been within an arm's length of NSYNC. Wow. Never, not elaborate. I mean, I have so many questions, <laughs> <laughs> but it's never elaborated on. For some reason, she and Captain Stone are now going to race to Brad. <laughs> Which makes no sense. Yeah, they just like run over. Um, yeah, they see each other walking over and they immediately both start like walking faster until they're on, they're like a full, it's a full on sprint. Um, Kelly's going to arrive first and do a salute and that's the entire interaction. <laughs> so I'm sure it, was, it sounds like it was really worth it, Kelly. Yeah, and then she salutes Captain Stone as well and whew, the tension in that moment. And then it just like cuts back to Carla's face like, what? <laughs> Yeah, run away, Carla. (laughs) Don't bother yourself with this. So then we cut to um, math class and what becomes sort of a sequence of just seeing how much Kelly does not fit in academically either. And just like the rules of the school, like how everybody stands at their seat until the professor arrives and only then are they allowed to sit. We get the math line of like at my old school, we only had to do math when we felt like it. Mm-hmm. Um, she refers to herself as a conscientious objector, which made me chuckle. I'm sure that went over uh, went over really well. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be a dance very soon. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. can't have a middle school <laughs> piece of content without at least one dance. No, I mean, on Lizzie McGuire, we had like four dances in a row. <laughs> back, <laughs> like back to back to back. To back. back. Yeah. So everybody's looking at each other's dresses, except for Carla, because Carla is poor and has nothing. And the only reason for her existence is this military school. Kelly. Carla's got got a history that is not elaborated on and that I have questions about. Carla has clearly been abandoned by somebody. And you can see that in the moment when like she feels like Kelly has just like left her in the dust. But it's just like... It's it's surface level. We never really get deep into it, but I feel like Carla has some trauma. Yeah, and this is how Disney Channel does diversity in 2002. Yep. You know, let's just have, you know, the, the one black girl be poor and traumatized. Um, this is our first introduction. So Kelly notices this and she's like, let's go for a walk. And then we meet the drill team practicing rifle twirling for the first time. Yeah, and at first you're like, this is kind of random, but little <laughs> do you know how important this becomes. I know, who would have who would have thunk it? Kelly lets Carla know that uh, Sir is her stepfather because they run into him uh, on their way back to Kelly's house. And then they get to Kelly's house and, uh, you know, Carla, choose a dress for the dance. It's, uh, the shop is open. Yeah, there's the blue dress, there's the silver dress, there's the white dress. Uh, but she should pick the blue dress because it's, quote, so 10 minutes from now, which... Yeah, I mean, you got to be forward thinking. And she stays over for dinner and friendship. So then we cut to some major militant boot camp drill situation. Yeah, it's a little bit of training montage. Some training. Oh, oh, did you break a nail? I don't care! <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel like you're going to like yell that at me whenever I break a nail. <laughs> oh, did you break? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Kelly's bad at it is basically the point of this. It goes on for really. Oh, Kelly's bad at it. And Brad is really good in slow motion. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Those are the two big takeaways. And Kelly is afraid of heights. Oh, yeah. She's a. Uh, She's even afraid that she'll grow too tall. Yeah, I hate heights. I'm even hoping not to grow too tall. <laughs> so good. And then she says something too about how she like falls just from walking. And I'm like relatable. Uh, but yeah, so now she's up at the top of like a structure that she needs to rappel down. And she is too scared. I know everybody gets dismissed and she's still up there. <laughs> Captain Stone she still has her eye on uh, Kelly. And, Maggot. Oh. You're on my list. Maggot. <laughs> she comes over and you know what, Kelly? You're going to do this course until you get it right and you're going to skip the dance. Um, and here's Gloria. She's going <laughs> she's gonna to be your personal hell. But Gloria was pretty cool. Gloria was pretty cool, and Kelly called her, like, her personal slave driver, which I'm like, that's not a great line, um, especially for, like, a minority character. But, you know, Gloria does turn out to be pretty cool, and she ends up helping Kelly, and they get it by the end of the sequence. Yes, and she is dismissed in time for Kelly to just, like, roll into the dance, like, full, literally. Yeah, how, you're telling me this is not Lizzie McGuire? <laughs> In the in the span of 20 minutes, she's already knocked over a fishbowl and tripped herself into a dance. Yeah, she is full of mud. She's like, eh, I'm not going to go change. And she trips and she rolls down a hill and it stands up, but apparently still has so much momentum. That's how it works. That she just flies through the the hall and just propels herself directly onto Captain Stone. <laughs> Move it! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how everybody else felt, just like trying to avoid her. Yeah. Who I will start calling Jennifer at this point. Yeah, but at the same time, like, <laughs> this happens and people start applauding. People really hate Captain Stone. Yeah, that was like a wild reaction. Yeah, so it's full, like, they are, she is on her. Mud gets all over Captain Stone's white dress. And everyone's like, yeah. Kelly. Even Brad is like. <laughs> Even Brad is laughing. It's not great. And this is going to lead right into Kelly being called into Sir's office. He's not happy with her performance this first week here. Kelly's like, well, I think there are some things that need to change about this place. Like, did you know there's a whole group that practices throwing around rifles? They're like robots. And you know what? This was the <laughs> wrong thing to say. <laughs> excuse, excuse, sir. This was his entire existence during his time as a student here. He yeah. was a robot. Yes. Uniformity is what we strive for. And Kelly's going to immediately call her dad on her cell phone and tattle. Yeah. <laughs> dad, this school is so mean. <laughs> yeah. I also liked the dynamic of like he's like lecturing her in like teacher mode and then how the scene just kind of ends is like just go home and tell your mom I'll be there. Like, it was just like a really funny turn. She's like, I can't stay here. I have to tell my mom. But guess what? Mom is pregnant. Yeah. And here are some paints. So you can use that great middle school of the arts education we gave you. And yes. you can go to work painting the baby's room. 
Yes. Sir says, congrats, big sister, and offers his hand in a handshake. And, and yeah. Kelly's now like, okay, I have to teach Sir how to be a dad. Well, yeah, that and she decides that she can't tell her mom and Sir that she's not enjoying herself because that would be too chaotic. Not that she's not already chaotic, she's but that so would just chaotic. be that would be too chaotic and no chaos uh, with a baby coming. Yeah, she has to be responsible. Yeah. So then we cut to another morning at the dorms. Kelly has decided in response to this, she is now going to be on best behavior. She's up on time. She is in formation. She almost gets past Captain Stone, but oh no, that rainbow blanket is just creeping out under her pillow. Oh yes, here we go. And this is where, oh my goodness, Sam, this is, a crime is committed. Even with paint in his hair, he still looks perfect. <laughs> well, well, you jumped the gun a, a little, a little bit. Sorry. First, first Captain Stone takes the, takes the rainbow blanket and, you know, you commit a crime once, you get stomped on. You commit the crime twice, you get ripped to pieces. Yeah, I mean, Captain Stone goes full Hulk on this blanket. <laughs> yeah. She really does. Kelly starts crying. I mean, Captain Stone was personally offended by this blanket, and she just can't look at it anymore. She feels too seen by it. <laughs> <laughs> but Kelly is not deterred. She will sleep with that ripped blanket. And that night, she sneaks out of her bed. She has her paints with her, and the crime of passion is committed. Yeah, okay, sorry. Now I can do it. Even with paint in his hair, <laughs> he still looks perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because come to find out the next morning, we see that Kelly painted all over Captain Stone's hair, not just any random paint. She painted a straight-up rainbow. She did. Yeah. In her hair. Yeah. Jennifer screams. <laughs> she screams and then serves her. You've been served. You've been served. <laughs> And yes, Kelly now has to appear in cadet court. <laughs> They're like, does she need a lawyer? <laughs> no, it is a court of her peers. Yeah. Gary Cole is like, no, it's Lord of the Flies down there. <laughs> they'll 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 figure it out themselves. Yeah, and Joe is like, Oh my goodness, this teenager could really mess things up for me. I need to take a walk. I need to get out of here. Yeah. Kelly has a very emotional reaction to this. She's like nearly despondent she didn't mean to but she did and that's when her mom is like maybe we shouldn't have come here and kelly's like mom you never asked me if i wanted to come here that was hilarious and then she like runs upstairs <laughs> crying <laughs> maybe you never asked me oh yeah. my god it's true i guess but like you know when your parents want to move somewhere they just move that's been yeah, you are nobody yeah you know you just gotta follow doesn't, no one cares what you want. So then we cut to cadet court where Jennifer is reading all of Kelly's offenses off from, you know, the handbook. And Brad is like, yeah, yeah, I don't care about all of the, the semantics. Just take off your hat. Let me laugh at the paint again. Yeah, Brad is kind of awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a tool. And, and, and uh, yeah, she's guilty. She's guilty. <laughs> Sir hereby sentences Kelly to the drill team, but not being on the drill team because that would be an honor. 
She is the equipment manager. She is the Nathan of the drill team. Oh, did you just go Ted Lasso? I did. Wow. Yeah, so this is where the movie turns into a different movie. It turns kind of into like the like Bring It On or something like that. <laughs> Cuz now she's just, you know, um part of the uh drill team and it becomes like a sports movie. It's very strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it really does. The the tonal shift is wild. But yeah, this is all in retaliation as he is so personally offended from Kelly insulting the drill team. Yeah, and this is where we get the, we, I mean, the backstory. This is why I'm saying this has traumatized him for years and years of his <laughs> life. Since 1970, they haven't done better than third place. He couldn't even do it. He couldn't even bring home the bacon. So, you know, it's just really bothered him all these years. Even throughout his career in the military, he still thought back to his time in middle school when he just couldn't, <laughs> he just couldn't, Bring the win to that drill team. So much trauma. Oh, good one. So much drama. And then Kelly's dad calls. Um, he calls from the middle of an undisclosed foreign location. And he's not really listening to her. And once again, I'm like, is he a colonizer? Eh. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Oh, my God. We're going to get to my favorite scene of the movie. Is this the scene you clipped? No, I didn't clip this scene. The scene is just in, you know, a routine, you know, trumpet reveille plays. But then we get a close <laughs> in on this kid's mouth and he just smiles and you see like a full mouth of braces. And I just thought that was hilarious editing. I don't know why that made it into the movie, but I'm glad that it did. That's your favorite scene. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely. That's 100% my favorite scene. Do you have a different favorite scene? Yeah, the dancing. Oh, the dance. That's fair, but you know, I feel like the dancing falls into the plot. This was just so unexpected That's for true. me. That's true. That's yeah, fair. That it was just like a, a nice, nice surprise. Hearty chuckle. Very hearty <laughs> chuckle. Um, but then we cut to the gym locker room situation. Kelly is organizing the drill stuff. She is shining some shoes. Brad enters and he's like, no, this is how you shine the shoes. And he just spits on the shoe. Yeah, Brad has magic spit. And yeah, you got this like, like you said, you got more of a sibling dynamic out of them. He says, you make me laugh, Cadet Kelly, but it's not in like a flirty way. It's like, you're a lot. You're a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, there's a lot of just like quieter moments that I really enjoy. Like when, so after this interaction with Brad, Kelly spits on a shoe and she does it as Jennifer walks by and she gets this like side eye. So yeah, Kelly, I guess also is just going to be there for practice. Like she also just has to watch the practices. She watches as Sir walks in. Sir gives like, this is one of several pep talks he's like, you guys that got Sir this. is going to give this team. So I guess he's also kind of like a, an unofficial coach. <laughs> <laughs> Because it doesn't seem like there's a coach for this activity. Like, there's no, like, supervisor, no yeah, adult, no chaperone. Yeah, it feels no very, chaperone. like, student, student run. And this is what makes Kelly realize. I didn't realize it before, but this, this, this drill team, this, this twirling of the, of the rifles, it's, it's like Swan Lake. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> that might be my, there's a lot of little lines, but that made me laugh. <laughs> is like swan lake <laughs> more like black swan Whoa. oh 
Um, so then we cut to Kelly and Carla and Carla's sort of trauma backstory with very little to no information. Yeah, she's just lucky to be here. This is one of the most frustrating scenes for me because um, basically Kelly is like, hey, Carla, you know, I feel bad for you and your situation. Do you want to come over to dinner and sleep over? And Carla's like, oh, my God, yes, I've never had a friend before. And then we never see that. I know. Justice for Carla. Honestly. Carla helps her shine shoes. I know. Instead, they just cut to like, a, uh, like I don't know, another practice where they're cleaning the equipment and she's like chasing Brad around asking for his spit. It's like, this is <laughs> yeah. not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's like the spit situation and she's like, she, she says that she promises to pay him back. Which like, what does that mean? In her own spit? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> then she says she always brings luck to things. Um, you can rub my head. And Brad rubs her head. And then we get a moment where Kelly is like, I'm going to pick up a rifle. I'm going to twirl it. But I will drop it multiple times. But we get this hint of foreshadowing. And can I just say, we have not addressed this yet, but there is like the the idea of just like children, just like, I know that they're not, real but there's just like a lot of waving guns around in this movie that's a little unsettling i know imagine if one of them was loaded and just like went off oh i mean they're clearly (laughs) like these like white plastic things like they're clearly not real but yeah still like guns everywhere let's not forget that this is the military oh how could we forget it is called cadet kelly after all yeah yeah, so cut to the meat. Maybe the better comparison for the second half of the movie, I feel like maybe rather than bring it on, it's kind of like Drumline. It reminds me a lot of Drumline. Okay. <laughs> um, especially because, I mean, this is my personal Drumline thought for anybody who's seen Drumline, but the final Drumline where, you know, they're, they're, the two schools are, you know, battling in the Drumline and then they take their turns going back and forth. You know, the other school's Drumline clearly better but for some reason nick cannon's school wins no sense the other school was clearly better um and that's kind of what happens here too but they award the win to the correct like the other school what's the other school called um rawway farly superior (laughs) i don't know it looks like one one school george washington uh specifically like sean ashmore and and captain stone they're like kindergarten (laughs) And Rawway is like, you know, semi-professional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were really good. But they, they win. Like the other school wins. Oh, as they should have. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. No. And uh, if, if this was Drumline, they would have given the win to George Washington University in St. Louis. No, like, so- <laughs> no, like with, I mean, like with their performance, at one point a rifle became a sword. Like. Oh, yeah. No, it was magic. It was magical. But this is the first time we get introduced to the fact that part of this competition is like crazy stomp the yard move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just becomes like step. We get this line about how we need inspiration, originality, creativity, and who has that? Kelly. I was really, I had no idea what to expect here. Like I was expecting them to just start breaking out into backflips. Like <laughs> I had no idea how far this was going to go. Full cheerleading. Yeah. It just becomes cheerleading, like gymnastics. Like <laughs> what is within the rules and what is, there are no rules. It makes no sense. Yeah. Cause after this meet, Jennifer is like, oh, 
we stuffed it up. We didn't practice enough. And it's like, it's not about the practice, Jennifer. We are boring. Let's talk about practice. (laughs) (laughs) And then Kelly tries to make Brad feel better by chicken dancing. And I don't know. I don't really know what's happening here. I don't know. Every time they danced in this movie, I just (laughs) was wildly uncomfortable. (laughs) And Brad's like, what are you doing? But then he's like, oh, do it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's an order. Oh, my God. And now Kelly's to-do list includes winning a drill team medal for Brad. Excuse me. I don't know. Yeah, that's the line where it's like it feels like they're trying to make it seem like it could be a romantic thing. But it's just like. It's not. It's not. Like, that's an order. That's not. She's like 12. (laughs) The optics are not great. It's like, I'm doing this for Brad. For Brad. Doing it for Monica. Again, she says, I have to do everything. But yeah, this means that she has to get firstly on the drill team. Yeah. And so who can help her? The slave driver herself, Gloria. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, this just reminds me of, you know, how everybody was mad about that Sabrina Carpenter dance movie. I forget what it was called. The one with Jordan Fisher in it, too. Oh, yeah. Where she's like trying. Is this she's like trying to get into Duke or something? Yeah. And it's basically like (laughs) a. Yeah. Like a group of like talented, like POC teenagers mm-hmm. teach a white girl how to do something yep. and help them excel. Like that, yep. that is the scene. Well, you know, it's a really hard time for it. It's a really hard time to be a white male. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as they say in the white Lotus, it's, just like, <laughs> like it's some... the hardest time to succeed <laughs> as, as a white male. I love how we're like, we're not going to talk about things, but the white lotus just keeps creeping into this Cadet Kelly podcast. Sorry, I'm like pretty much immediately coming off having watched an episode of White Lotus. Oh, it's so wild. But yeah, so Gloria teaches Kelly everything she needs to know. We get a montage as we must. I feel like that's in like Hillary Duff's contracts in this at this point in her life must be a montage. Yeah, must be a montage, must have voiceover, <laughs> must trip and fall at least three times. Because she does trip and fall in a Cinderella story too. Oh yeah, in absolutely. the diner with Jennifer Coolidge. That is a good crossover. Oh my god! All right, moving. <laughs> moving on. They're gonna try out, and before she can check the board to see if she made it, she's gonna get called into Sir's office. But you know what? He's he's just calling her in to congratulate her. Handshake. Wait, did he say she did the tryouts? Yeah, that's oh. what I. Yeah, that's how I started my sentence. I'm oh, sorry, I was still thinking about Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said that to move on, and now we're back where we started. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, yes, Sir is very proud of Kelly, but he's still going in for that handshake, and she's like, "Sir, can I be real with you?" You need to be more nurturing. You need to act like a dad. There's going to be a baby soon. Oh, my God. Babies need love. Act like a dad. Sarah's like, I don't even know what that means, but I gotta get back to school. <laughs> and yes, Kelly's on the drill team. Oh, my God. I missed a prime opportunity. <laughs> earlier when sir realizes that kelly might be just ruining his entire life fine squash my dream (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) but yes kelly's on the drill team she has an outfit with her name on it there's meaningful music and then we get 
the iconic dance sequence in the quad. Oh my goodness. Where I guess Jennifer is like practicing her solo. Honestly, Kelly saved you, Captain Stone. Like (laughs) your solo was not great. It was nothing to write home about. And the song playing during this scene is relating to a psychopath. Yeah. Macy Gray. So weird. This dance is so weird though. They're like, it's dancing, but like really intense eye contact. Really intense eye contact. They're like barking at each other, (laughs) but like. Actual like dog barking, <laughs> making weird noises at each other. Um, there's a chicken dance. There is a chicken dance. People are watching, and Brad is like, he it's he's being sincere. He's like, wow, those were some great moves. <laughs> there was fire, yeah. spirit, sexual tension. Oh my goodness, we need more of that. <laughs> yeah. So really, Jennifer Solo is truly now a duet. So much so to that we go into the next scene and Kelly has some ideas for the routine and Jennifer's like, what, aren't you just going to go to Brad about it? And Kelly's like, no, you are my partner. You are my part gay. Well, I mean, there was that. There was the fact that before that scene, we get a scene of Kelly in class. They're learning about the Korean War and the big me- the big lesson that Kelly takes from this is that sometimes it's good to advance from the rear. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Ooh, war propaganda! Ah, yeah, it's good to. But that's how she's like. Oh, advance from the rear. I could advance on Captain Stone from the rear. <laughs> that was the connection. That's literally her line of thinking. Because then it cuts to her creeping up on Captain Stone in her room <laughs> from behind when she's not looking. That was literally the line of thinking. It was bizarre. It was a really, like, not the jump any, you know, like, I feel like nine out of ten people would not have made that conclusion, like, that association. But Kelly is one out of ten. She is a true middle school of the arts alumni. <laughs> I love it. And permission to discuss, cadet. Permission to discuss. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, then we cut to, is it Thanksgiving? Is it Thanksgiving? I don't know. Mom made a turkey, so I just assumed. Oh, um, I don't know. It didn't, it was never like snowing or cold. That's true. I don't know. But anyways, there's like a family dinner. Maybe, maybe not Thanksgiving, but Kelly's dad is here. Yeah, back from Chad. Um, And he brings her, you know, a, what does he bring her? He brings uh, her. It's like a. It's like a sorry kind of, it looks like. Yeah, because like I, yeah, it's again, the colonizer energy. But the big news, the big news is that he has taken a job here in the Hudson Valley, extreme climbing in the mountains, and it's going to, it's going to work out perfectly. He's going to do this job and then he's going to go watch Kelly's competition at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah, I'll get to see the competition. And this is where I'm like, oh, this movie is about to take a wild turn. And it like all came flooding back to me. (laughs) And Sam was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, I can't even, I can't even explain to you. Like, just, just wait. Yeah. Just wait. So then we cut to the competition. Regionals were here. Um, Kelly is their secret weapon. All of her creativity just oozing out of her. Guess who shows up? Minor character friend Amanda. I was shocked. I'm so used to a main character having a best friend and leaving them, and then that character never shows up again. 
think a perfect man, <laughs> the yeah. perfect man, where there's a best friend, and Hilary Duff is so resigned to never seeing this best friend again. And oh my gosh, doesn't she call Am- introduce Amanda to everyone as her like truest friend? Yeah, like her something. Yeah, her oldest and dearest friend or something like that. And Carla is like immediately <laughs> like Charlie Brown's away. <laughs> Carla is so. She's like insecure. getting back on the bus, like doo doo doo, <laughs> dude. <laughs> She's so sad. Oh my god, we cut to the inside, and there's like this big over the top kind of like MC for the event. <laughs> MC is not the right word because he's like a, a military guy, but he's like moms and dads. Be proud of these young gun-toting children. <laughs> Let's begin the pop quiz. Yeah, so we move into the inspection phase of the competition, which is really just like a pop quiz with a wild variety of questions in terms of like level of difficulty. Yeah, no, there was no consistency on the degree of difficulty. They gave Kit Kelly like a really hard question about like how she should be placing her gun when like, you know, addressing a superior officer. And then they ask another kid like how many original colonies were there. Yeah, like what do the stripes on the flag represent? Yeah. Who is the commander in chief of the mil- of the military? After the inspection phase, so they're waiting for the next part. Kelly's phone rings. It's her dad, but she can't reach him. Like the line goes dead. And everybody's immediately like, "Kelly, you could have gotten us disqualified." And Kelly's like, "No, but it's my dad. And he only calls me when he needs me." <laughs> <laughs> Um, he's the only person who ever calls on this phone and I know that something is wrong because he's not here. He would be here. He said he would be here. Yeah. And Carla's like, well, maybe your like truest friend could help you with that one. <laughs> I love that. And her eye roll after that was major so savage. Oh my God. That was great. Point, yeah. Major points for Carla. Yes. Um, and then Sir gives the drill team a pep talk and then after the pep talk, there's this moment between him and kelly she i don't know why she keeps talking about herself in third person here but we'll go with it (laughs) she's worried about her dad and she tells him she's like this cadet is worried that her father is hurt sir but she's not going to leave even though he's supposed to be here and she just knows she just knows that something is wrong this cadet will stay with her flight this cadet will not let her team down this cadet will not let you down Okay. And Joe is like, but he's your dad, so we got to dip. Like, <laughs> and then they just leave. <laughs> Move it. <laughs> they just fully leave. They don't tell her mom. They I don't. know. The, the routine is going to start, and the mom and Amanda are like, oh, where'd she go? <laughs> yeah, they get to the mountain immediately. <laughs> Yes. Is this a plot hole? (laughs) Probably. They get there so fast. They get there so fast. And like the shot that we get of Kelly's dad just sprawled face down on the side of a cliff is truly traumatic. It's so, I thought that, (laughs) 
Okay, first of all, if he had fallen down that ledge and miraculously not rolled off the ledge again into the deeper canyon below, yeah, there would be much more injury. <laughs> like he was just like lying there, but like he could have been taking a nap. Like he was not even any bruising or anything. He was just lying there. Yeah, his like arm was ridiculous. just like artfully placed over <laughs> the ledge for like dramatic effect. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But it was so crazy. It's like they pull up and it's like they drive right to the cliffside and Kelly is like, dad, dad, where are you? And she looks around for five seconds and finds him over the side of the cliff. Like, where's his car? No sign of it. (laughs) Imagine you lost something that was like really valuable to you and you were like, oh no, I really need to look for it. And then you do, all you need to do is the minimum amount of work and then you find it. bare minimum here and it's just like wild it does look like i mean once you get a little closer it's like his camera bag but it legitimately looks like he's like laying in a pool of his it own did blood look like a pool of blood i was <laughs> shot especially because this the shot doesn't linger for very long you only see it for like a flash you're like oh my god he's like it's <laughs> like severely bleeding like this is a disney channel movie i know what yeah, Mufasa didn't bleed this much. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, Joe makes a call. Excuse me, sir makes a call. And I was like, <laughs> did he just call like military personnel and like not 911? He did. Oh my God. Another line that I really liked was, um, well, Ke- Kelly's like, I'm going to rappel down to him. She knows how to rappel now because of the training. Yes. She tells sir, you can't go down there because you're too heavy. <laughs> Daddy, you're too big to go down that slide. <laughs> okay, well, it comes, it's like, you make it sound, I mean, the whole point was like, there's no way that like, she could pull him up. Yeah, and then, Casual. so they just carry around like climbing equipment <laughs> Yeah. in their car. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, Kelly is over her fear of height. She has been trained. She can do this. Yeah, that's how fears work. <laughs> yes, face your fears. Run with scissors. So then we flip back to the drill meet. Um, This is where her mom and her friend Amanda are like, huh, where is Kelly? She is literally rappelling down a cliff. Once a maggot, always a maggot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she is no longer afraid of heights. This is growth. Um, Even when the rope is too short and she has to just free fall down. she She just releases herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, we keep flipping back and forth between the competition and this really tense moment. And I'm like, who cares about drill? A man is dying. Like, Slow down there, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. This is Disney. Nobody's dying on screen. If they're dead, they're dead prior. And it w- is background someone trauma. Someone dying in a live action Disney movie. Come on now. A, a Dis- especially a Disney Channel original I movie. No, what was I thinking? What were, what were you thinking? Because um, dad is fine. That first step's a doozy. Oh, dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked it. He was like, Kelly, Kelly, and then <laughs> he just like conks back out. <laughs> yeah, no, dad but yeah, is fine. But yeah, There's nothing wrong with him. No, there's no blood. Um, the situation is under control, sir. Um, but still, the amb- an ambulance does arrive and does take him away in a stretcher. 
Which feels a little dramatic given the lack of blood situation. Well, you can't have it both ways, right? Like either it's not that serious and he doesn't need a stretcher or it is that serious, in which case the fact that Kelly then goes back to the meet instead of like to the hospital with him is a little That's bit true. concerning. Yeah. They really try to like play the middle here. Yeah. There's no middle here. It just here. doesn't work. Yeah. No. Yeah. And there's this like meaningful moment with Sir and Kelly is like, maybe I don't have to do everything. And she, but she, she goes back to, like you said, to the competition. She is back in time for the exhibition phase which is her big moment with Jennifer. They are five points behind after the section that Kelly missed, um, and they need to make a comeback. Uh, but first, Kelly has to uh, apologize to Carla. It's the worst apology I've ever seen. It's not that I like Amanda better. It's just <laughs> that I like her longer. Yeah, and Carla's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. That did not fly. Carla, don't accept that. That's a terrible apology. Kelly and Jennifer do their routine to I'm a one girl revolution. It's so good. I mean, shades of rhythmic gymnastics here. Shades of rhythmic. This is, yes. Ribbons appear Ribbons, out of nowhere. Absolutely. So good. They're in love, I do declare. Oh my God, though. But like that little, like finally... Like that little smile that Christy Carlson Romano cracks during this routine, it just, it hits. It hits so good. It's like, yes, there you are. I love yeah. it so much. It's such a good scene. I could watch that duet <laughs> over and over again. That song slaps also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but despite their best efforts, the winner is Rahway. As it should be. Yeah, I mean, they were clearly better. Um, but don't worry, George Washington will take the silver and they're bummed, but hey, second silver is good enough to go to nationals still. Yeah. And it's better than sir ever did. He only made it to third. Yeah. Sir, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly is like, it's my fault. And then Captain Stone is like, that's right. If you hadn't joined the team, we never would have gotten this far. So I guess they're, they're friends now. Kelly's. Kelly's VO is right then. I knew I'd be telling my grandchildren <laughs> about this someday. And they hug. And then homophobia happens in that Jennifer's moving. Peace out. Yeah, her dad got transferred to Europe. But she hopes, she sincerely hopes that one day Kelly will be a platoon leader herself and have to deal with a little maggot just like she did. You're on my list, maggot. Oh, but that was so flirty that time, though. You don't, you didn't capture the energy of that maggot. It was <laughs> just uh, like you. Oh, it's that energy. I, yeah, it's their relationship takes such a dramatic turn in the last <laughs> ten minutes of the movie. Oh, so good. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean that's the. It was a weird place to end, but that's the end. That is you the know, end. we never. We're not going to find out how they do at nationals. We're not going to see the awkward sleepover between Carla and Kelly now. No we, baby. Yeah, we never no see baby. the baby. That's we, a little surprising to me. I mean, is the dad really okay? We don't know. He could die <laughs> in the hospital. <laughs> I mean, they leave us with a lot of questions. It feels like they were kind of trying to leave the door open for a sequel, but uh, there isn't one, right? There should have been. Captain Stone should have made a comeback. I think overall, I mean, overall to me, this movie slaps. I think it does do a lot of things and a lot of, I mean, their choices are made tonally, 
that, I mean, maybe there could have been, it could have been a little more cohesive. We could have had, I would have made different choices in terms of the pacing of this movie for sure. But I do think it touched on like a lot of themes and like interesting family dynamic, you know, not a nuclear family, um, just showing, you know, that a child of divorce doesn't necessarily have to be traumatized by that divorce. Yeah, don't worry. Other traumas will fill that void in her life. Yes. <laughs> in um, this case, military school. Um, there's a lot to be said about, you know, uniformity versus individuality. Um, my, I know. There was a lot of outfit repeating. There was a lot <laughs> of outfit. I, I mean, yeah, my, my biggest critique of this movie definitely is more in line with, like, I'm not sure what we're supposed to take away about the military like it does feel like it's very like critical but pro like it turns yeah i mean i feel like at the end of the movie we're supposed to assume that you know kelly is going to stay in the military academy and she likes it there and she's found her place there and i yeah I, it's hard to it's hard to say what the what her place is it's yeah. like has she learned to become more to like let go of some of the things that were making her her quirky uncoordinated self or is she actually succeeding in bringing a little bit of herself into the military it's never really explored in too much depth yeah it's like it's critical while kelly is critical but then it turns into like oh but then she likes it I know, yeah. Like, what was that line where she said she's like a, uh, what she says in the classroom? She's like a non-believer or whatever. Like a conscientious objector. Yeah, she's a yeah. conscious, yeah. Like, I don't, like, I feel like she's verging towards becoming not that anymore. Yeah, and I don't want Kelly to lose her individuality. Yeah, no, she likes the military now. Yeah, so definitely, definitely questions, but... All that aside, if we're not going to hyperanalyze this as a piece of like military industrial propaganda aimed at like eight year olds, mm -hmm. then we can just appreciate it for the queer rom com that it is. I mean, it was very, like you said, this was basically just Lizzie McGuire <laughs> goes yeah. to military. So yeah. It was very hard to see it as anything other than that because honestly, like, where does Cadet Kelly end and Lizzie McGuire begin? They're like the same people. It's true. No, it almost fits it right in. You could slip it right into yeah. to the Lizzie McGuire universe. You could. And falling down a cliff is a very Sam McGuire thing to do. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, it's like a if this if this were um the multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> in one world you have in one multiverse you have Lizzie McGuire and the next you have Cadet Kelly. Yeah. Oh my god. And um <laughs> there's like an episode of Rick and Morty where the parents get to look into these microscopes at like their selves and alternate lives. And it's always something more interesting than like the one out than like the outcome where they're just like married and like had a family. <laughs> I feel like Sam McGuire's more interesting life is him like going and taking pictures in, a, in exotic locations. But then <laughs> his Lizzie McGuire self is just like at home, no job, raising kids. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's Cadet Kelly, and it was a joy to relive. It was a fun week. 
We've had a couple off weeks, I would say. Yeah, we have had a couple off weeks, I would <laughs> say. Yes, I would agree with that. But this was hopefully a step to getting back on track. And I think that where we're headed next week should be going in the right direction as well. Yeah, so next week we are talking about we're we're taking a step back from from this like movie analysis that we have been giving y'all and we are turning to music, specifically Hillary Duff's music, specifically her very first album, Metamorphosis. Mm, yes. Let the um, rain fall down. <laughs> yes, we're going to do a deep dive of all things metamorphosis, every song, every music video. And we are bringing a guest on for the first time in a minute. Right? Yeah, my friend um, Ivan Aravalo will be joining us. He's been very excited to talk some metamorphosis with us um, because he was, you know, a big fan of the album, uh, a big fan of the era. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I think we're all looking forward to, to getting into something a little bit different than what we've been doing these past couple of weeks. I can't wait. I am gonna come at you with all of my early 2000 energy and memorabilia Mm. can't wait yeah yeah um marissa you didn't tell us who your mvp of the movie is oh isn't it carla Uh, it's not carla i don't think it's carla carla's the unsung hero i think yeah um i don't think she's the mvp i mean the mvp has got to be i'm so torn I think I'm torn between Kelly and Sir. I think it's Kelly. I think I think it's Kelly. Yeah, I guess it's Kelly. She is. I mean, it's tough because like Sir is like Kelly. Does Kelly is the one who goes down to rescue her dad from the ravine? She didn't need to because a rescue <laughs> crew was on the way, but she does do that. But then Sir, like, how does she even get there if Sir is not driving? It's so, true. So it's like, where does it start and where is it? I, I might, I'm inclined to go with, uh, to go with Sir. That's fair. I think that both are worthy choices. And you know what? It's Sir who ultimately gives her the punishment of having to join the drill team, which turns out to be the best thing that could have happened in her entire life. So. But I think it's Kelly because even. When she's in this stifling environment, she is always trying to hold on to her sense of individuality. And yeah, but she's bad it at it. Is, it's only when she stops trying to do that that she really finds herself. But then they need that creativity for the drill team, and that's how they ultimately get second place. That's true, but it's like when she's not forcing it, you know? Like, she spends so much of the movie trying to force it, and like, this is my blanket. This is my scarf. These are my bracelets. And then when she finally just like stops trying so hard, that's when things start to work out for her. I don't think she was trying so hard. I just think she was being stifled. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know, well. Agree to disagree. Okay, 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 okay. But yes. Okay. I think now that is a wrap (laughs) on Cadet Kelly Metamorphosis album dissection next week. And as always, you can follow us on Twitter and email us at outfitrepeaterpodcast at gmail.com. As always, you can find any of our earlier episodes either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfitrepeaters, or on any platform where podcasts are available. Yeah, and get ready for next week 
when we discuss all things metamorphosis. Whatever it is, whatever I'm going through, if I want to give you a kiss, you know I insist, <laughs> will be something new in metamorphosis.